I'm not listening to any of them after I'm done with this. Yeah, game. absolutely like, not. Yeah. Uh, some of that jizz I might listen to. Yeah. <laughs> you a little jizz in your ear? Oh, God. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another episode of Hidden Doors and High Scores, a podcast where three dudes talk about games. I'm Austin. I'm Chris. And I'm Garrett. And let's get into the news. Justin Wong versus Daigo. Did you guys not have phones? Yeah, you guys not have phones. Right? Happy Mama, mama. 599 US dollars. Overwatch 2 single player campaign and skill trees have been cancelled. I know it's kind of old news, but I'm still really sore about it. Speaking of Blizzard, Diablo 4 launches June 1st for a premium price and June 6th for the poor. I'm sure the launch will go smoothly. Players of Tears of the Kingdom have already found a new item duplication glitch one day after an update patched out the original method. Nvidia announced it will be bringing generative AI to power conversations with characters in games. Sony is making a handheld again, this time designed to play PS5 games remotely. And The Last of Us multiplayer project has been delayed, but Naughty Dog hints at a new single-player experience. And that's it for the news. Back to you, Chris. Thanks, Garrett. This week, we're talking about Star Wars Jedi Survivor, the action-adventure RPG-ish sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. What was the title of the full title? That's exactly it. By Respawn Entertainment and published by EA boo yay respawn boo yay <laughs> agreed yeah exactly <laughs> this game was pretty highly anticipated i think fallen order won a lot of awards and got pretty good reviews back when it was released in 2019 and pretty short development time i was actually just reading before like this didn't get announced until like sometime last year i mean they put this game together in like basically under two years pretty impressive yeah, that is really, really good. I mean, to be fair, it is basically Jedi Fallen Order again. They just made some improvements. Sure, yeah. Mechanically, the game operates a lot of the same way. Graphically, it is similar. It's it's an upgrade, but it's still it's pretty upgrade. similar. Um, they reused a lot of assets as far as, like, I don't know, character models and probably, like, some of the combat stuff a little bit, but they did change some of it, too. Like, Yeah, um, well, like, in the chests and stuff are definitely the exact sure. same. I don't have a problem with that. I'm not saying it is a negative thing. Like, I genuinely really... I spent the last two weeks playing Fallen Order because I'd never played it in in anticipation of playing Jedi Survivor. And uh, I really enjoyed the first one and I really enjoyed the second one. I was going to say, I really like that they let you keep all the upgrades from the previous one and have you use those upgrades. Like, there's no reason to splice open a chest in this game because that's not an ability you get in this game, but it's cool because it's ability you had last game. Right, and it's an ability It's an ability you had to earn in the first game exactly. where now they just give you to start out. The I, I was really worried about that. I was really worried just like spending, I don't know what it took me, 15 hours or whatever to beat the first game i was really worried that i was just gonna like jump right into the new one and just have to redo all the progress that i'd done Mm -hmm. and they just they were like nope here's your double-sided lightsaber here's your slicing here's your wall running here's your double jump like all that stuff that you had to earn the first game they're just like nope you're a jedi now you can do all the stuff cool yeah it's interesting because i mean i think this game is very much a metroidvania 
uh, in the sense that like as you go there's these big worlds to explore and lots of places that you can go um, but there are lots of places that are like walled off until you unlock a certain ability or get a certain power up in the game and it's also a direct sequel and they did not do the metroid thing that a lot of games like this do where they essentially contrive some way to get you back down to zero uh so that you have to like unlock everything again in that game uh that's definitely something that a lot of metroidvanias do and this game just didn't do it it was like you start from where you ended the last game at and we're just gonna build on that and add even more cool shit and I was I was a little worried that is there enough room to grow? Oh, there's plenty of room to grow. There's a lot you can get. It's great. Yeah, yeah I thought they the uh, like the skill tree, the RPG um, sort of mechanics in the game uh, were were good. They're I mean they're fairly simple. There's like eight different things you can put points into, whether it's uh, different force abilities or different uh, lightsaber stances. Um, and honestly, the lightsaber stances, I think, is one of the best things they did in this game in, in terms of keeping the combat, like, interesting and fluid and giving you really the ability to, like, choose your loadout before a particular type of battle. Or if you get your ass kicked, you can come back with a different lightsaber stance or two and take a different set of skills into the battle. Yeah, you know, that was an interesting thing for me. Like, I, you know, I've been obsessed with the double side of lightsaber since, you know, Darth Maul was revealed in The Phantom Menace. Like, I've just always... Sure, yeah, for 20 <laughs> years, I thought that was the coolest shit ever. And as soon as you unlock it in the first game, I was like, I'm only using this. And there's no point not using it in the first game after you unlock it. But in this game, like, I was like, there's no way I'm going to switch back and forth between this and some other stance. And turns out, it's really useful. And I did it all the time. Like... Yep where you take it apart and you have double sabers and it's like really good for attacking one enemy. And I use it for literally every boss fight, like, because it's just that much better than the double bladed. Yeah. Uh, before we get too far uh, away from like the, the sort of basis of this game, I thought it was interesting that this game felt a lot like God of War and God of War Ragnarok to me in terms of like overall game structure. Sure. Um, obviously it's got the souls like stuff and the Metroidvania kind of stuff going on in terms of just like, big open environments and like main quests with some side questy stuff and some RPG elements and like difficult combat, badass bosses. And I was like, man, there's like a lot of similarities here. And then I found out that uh, Stig Asmussen is the director for this game uh, and Fallen Order. And before that, he was head of Santa Monica Studios game direction uh, doing the God of War games. Yeah. Um, not 2018 Ragnarok, but actually God of War 1, 2, and 3. That. Oh, oh really? but you can still see like those ideas kind of evolving and then him coming over to respawn and and bringing them to this game which i thought was kind of interesting that's sort of interesting you know it's sort of interesting that you bring up god of war just because it was like so highly regarded and like that series overall but ragnarok especially and the the structure of those games being like kind of a hybrid of like open world and sort of more linear stuff that like i feel like just from like a industry standard, it feels like AAA studios may or maybe are moving away from the open world game a little bit now. We're just Which in, really in a moment. Appreciate. Yeah, just like, because it felt like for a while, everything that was coming out was just an expansive open world. And um, lazy open world. Not, right, yeah. It, it's yeah. just collect-a-thought open world. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And now the, now like we're sort of seeing at least the AAA studios kind of abandon that. 
And I think the benefit of that, it's something that I really appreciate as a player, is um, it's less collect-a-thony and it's more, it tends to be more story-focused. Yeah. Um, right? It's like a little bit more of a linear path and there's a reason that you're doing the things you're doing. Your character has a motivation rather than just like, go out and do stuff and have fun. Yeah. Which I really appreciate. And, I mean, this game's story is, is not as good as God of War. Uh, no. We're just going to no, straight yeah. up say that no. right now. I will say Jedi Survivor Story... I think I liked it a lot more than Fallen Order. I think it was a huge improvement into this game. The Especially the sort of second half of the game, I really enjoyed the story. I thought it was really cool. Um, they did a really good job making the big bad guy. He has a very reasonable motive for the things that he is yeah. doing. Mm-hmm. Um, he does not, he's not like a cackling, uh, snidely with flesh uh, character twirling his mustache. Uh, although he does do one thing that is just like just evil and has no purpose whatsoever and is really dumb in term in like terms of the plot of the story. Yeah. Literally no benefit to him actually works against him. It yeah. works against his plan entirely, which doesn't make any sense. But that character, they did a fantastic job with. Like his reasoning, belief behind yeah. what he's doing, yeah. I'm completely on board. Completely well, understand why. Yes, we're not talking about it because like it's it's kind of a big deal in this game mm-hmm. what what goes on in the story. We don't want to spoil anything, uh, but it's actually very very good. I haven't actually finished the game, uh, but I really liked the Fallen Order story, so I'm glad you're saying that this is better. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I didn't think so. there was anything wrong with Fallen Order story. In fact, no, I, I didn't think there was anything in, wrong. I in fact expect like it was deeper and more interesting than I expected it to be going in. Yeah, um, and I think this one's a, a little deeper still. And the thing that I thought they did really well in this game in terms of, like, story and world building was the saloon. Uh, so you kind of have a home base that's in this saloon. And as you go out into the world and explore and find people, uh, a lot of, almost all of which are through sort of side quests, um, as you help people out in the world, you sort of invite them, hey, if you won't need a place to crash or have a beer, come back to this saloon. And so the saloon is slowly populated by people that you've helped. And as you go through the saloon, if you want to, you can talk to them and you can hear their stories. You can hear their backgrounds of, of why, how they came out here and how they ended up doing what they're doing. And almost all of them have been affected by the empire. Their lives have been changed by the empire in some way, big or small. And I think that is such a better way to like see how the empire is affecting the galaxy than just like, stormtroopers going into a village and shooting everybody yeah, right sure. it's like yeah it's such a better way to build up like a, a bad war machine government um than just like straight up you know genocides yeah <laughs> for sure there's i've i've never once felt like this game was getting stale in any mm-hmm. aspect like just there's not there are traversal sections that take you one minute and never any longer than that. And then you're on to something new. You're on to like pulling something to do a, to solve a puzzle, to open a door or you're into a fight. Yeah. They did such a good job of mixing it up constantly. Also, I will say, thank God they get, got rid of stupid slides that were in the first game. (laughs) God damn it. Those are the dumbest things. Trying to go back and search for stuff. You just couldn't. This game, yeah, level design in general is just 
head and shoulders above Fallen mm-hmm. Order. Sure. Not only did you get rid of the stupid slides, there's like way more fast travel points. There's way more shortcuts. Well, there was no fast so, travel at all in the first game. Just yeah, the fact that they introduced fast travel is fucking incredible. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So fast travel, way more shortcuts. And so like the levels are just way more compact. Um, and so, But it's really easy to get back to anywhere you want to go and check out something that you miss. And it just means that anywhere you are, there's usually more than one path from that location to one of them will be sort of advanced towards the story and others might be side missions, side plots, or mm-hmm. uh, or just collectibles or challenges. There's actually also a bunch of like unlockable challenges in the game um, where you have to like beat a whole bunch of enemies with one particular lightsaber stance uh, or you have to like run through an obstacle course of all these using all these crazy which is the best things. one by far that's by far the best thing in the, <laughs> like in the whole game i loved that once you get um, all the I, mo- they add more movement to your kit and once you get all the movement there is a challenge that really exhausts the the ability to use that and it is amazing it's so much fun because it's it's kind of like a puzzle i would say but also a platformer it's like very fast, very fluid platforming, but like with difficult sections and you actually have to figure out what the hell to do. Yeah. It is great. I probably died at least 20 times on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved it. Uh, I will say one thing about exploration. It was a problem I had in the first game, problem in this game, that fucking map. I hate the map. I get it stylistic, but when you zoom in on stuff, it doesn't zoom right all the time and it you can't Hard zoom like out all the way and to trying see. to rotate. it's just so frustrating you know what my least favorite thing about the map is that it starts uh, mid zoom when you open it up when you open it up you can zoom both out and in Mm -hmm. pick one pick one extreme (laughs) and let me go the other way but yeah if this is gonna be a trilogy please fix that theoretically trilogy yeah I want to talk about that actually so EA bought an exclusivity contract with LucasArts to make Star Wars games. Um, That contract is up this year. So they will not still have the contract to make the third game in this trilogy. And it is supposed to be a trilogy. What else did they make? Did they do the the Battlefront remakes? Yeah, I think they did. I think they did Battlefront 1 and 2, the the remakes of them, and then Fallen Order, and then this game. Squadrons? Was that EA? Yeah, it was actually. Okay. So does that mean it's going to be live action is the third in the trilogy? Hmm? Maybe. <laughs> is Cal <laughs> coming know. to the big screen? Uh, I, <laughs> I kind of doubt it. Yeah. Although yeah, I, doubt it. I could see yeah. him coming to Disney Plus. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. I imagine we're going to get a third game. I imagine EA is just going to have to recontract with LucasArts or buy a one-off license or whatever. But where EA is with LucasArts, we'll just have to wait and see, unfortunately. Yeah. Now, I saw that a lot of people were having performance issues. I know I played on the PS5. You both played on PC? Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys notice anything? Yes, but not as much as like the problems that I think other people were having. Uh, my, I have a relatively new rig. I'm running a 3060. I was running it at full settings. Uh, it got a little framey very occasionally. Also in our Discord, I talked to a couple people and um, somebody there basically said they were getting some stuttering on a, on a slightly older rig. They turned off the ray tracing option and everything was fine from there on out. 
So, oh, so much better than PC port games in the past. Yeah, honestly, okay. I did not think this was nearly as bad as some of the recent PC uh, games that have not been optimized. I know that it sounds like it maybe was worse and then they did a day one patch. Um, and then there was also like a week one patch. There is, a, there is a thing when you open up, basically when you open up the game on PC where it goes like you see an extra loading screen that basically goes, we are optimizing for PC, give us a second. And it takes like, I don't know, 15, 20 seconds. And then it's, and then you're good. Um, Which is like slightly annoying, but I'd much rather have that than performance problems. Right, yeah. And I'd much rather be able to, frankly, be able to look at the game because it looks fantastic, especially with the ray tracing on. It's a shame that people have to turn that off to, uh, to get the game to run right because boy is ray tracing the way of the future and oh yeah like it, and we, this game when you yeah, open man. up in coruscant at the beginning yeah. uh with the ray tracing on it, it it's pretty jaw-dropping it looks incredible so you guys have both beat this game yes how long did it take you to beat it okay i'm gonna say to beat it 28 hours wow so that's like basically double the length of the first game more or less yeah i don't know did the first how uh, long to beat how long to beat says fallen order takes 20 hours i did it like yeah, 16 say. or 17 yep you're right i did it in 16 okay. <laughs> 16 and a half so yeah um significantly longer yeah um i probably did more exploration in this game than i did in sure. Fallen order i enjoyed it more um and the bounty hunters are really fun but yeah I'd, I'd say you you could get 30 hours out of the game pretty easily uh should we talk about the music let's talk about star wars music all right there were two composers two main composers i guess for uh jedi survivor their names are stephen barton and gordy hobb uh stephen barton is an englishman uh, you guys might recognize some of this guy's credits. They include Call of Duty Mod- Modern Warfare, on which he was a, the co-composer, Titanfall 1 and Titanfall 2. He also did the first game, Jedi Fallen Order. Also, crucially, this guy does film and TV. He did, he composed the score for the, the terrible Megan Fox movie, Jennifer's Body. I don't know if you guys <laughs> remember that. This uh same composer and he also contributed songs and arrangements to shreks two and three. Oh my god okay. this guy's got a hell of a laundry list yeah um, that is a varied uh resume right for sure there. is um, it because and... the first shrek was all smash mouth yeah pretty much yeah. there's only one song in the first shrek actually it's just all star just plays on a loop while the characters are having dialogue um and gordy hobb the other composer um he's basically strictly uh video game guy and almost exclusively a star wars guy like he did so he did fallen order he did this makes more sense now that i know that ea did the other the battlefront games he contributed music for battlefront one and two he did star wars connect he did star wars squadrons um and also he contributed scores to multiverses the music in this game is star warsy in a good way but it's also not john williams and so yeah this is kind of the way i feel about all star wars games is that like unless they officially license like the actual film scores i could take it or leave it to be honest these guys do a good job of these guys are obviously excellent composers they their credits speak for themselves but 
I think it's just kind of easy to sound Star Warsy without start without sounding like I will like say genre defining like so the original some of the songs. Stars, you know? Some of the songs in the Cantina are bangers. I don't know if sure. they were part of it. Listen, oh yeah, listen, Cantina Cantina Star Wars music is best Star Wars music. Uh, <laughs> this we might cut this out, but there is I mean, yeah. Who doesn't love jizz? I was just gonna say that <laughs> that genre of music, space jazz, is called jizz and. Uh, it specifically is like the cantina in the original trilogy of the Star Wars films, that type of yeah. music. Uh, and so every canteen, every Star Wars cantina in any game, in any film, in any any Star Wars media has jizz, uh, <laughs> which is always the best part of Star Wars soundtracks <laughs> for me. Um, and they did a good job of that in this game, yeah. obviously. The rest of it, it's, you know, it's... Th- they're doing the same thing that God of War Ragnarok did, which is it's big, it's orchestral, it's supposed to be a film score just put into a video game. And yeah. in that sense, they nailed it. Um, it just, I've just got this thing about Star Wars games that don't use John Williams compositions. And that's kind of just a personal thing. Very fair. John Williams, goddamn genius. And yeah, all of these songs, like, they do find that making it feel Star Warsy, but like, I'm not listening to any of them after I'm done with this. Yeah, game. absolutely like, not. Yeah. Uh, some of that jizz I might listen to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Need a little jizz near you? Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Let's turn to our final thoughts. I really enjoyed this game. I think if you like Souls likes at all, or if you like Star Wars at all, I think you should buy this game. I think it's worth $70. Uh, I think there's essentially nothing wrong with it. Like, it's got good combat, it's got good story, it's got good exploration, it's got good platforming, it's got fun, wacky characters, it never gets boring, and there's always stuff to do, the RPG elements are good. I don't know how to turn this game down, like, I don't know who wouldn't like this game, like, I get, you just don't want a combat game, or you really hate Star Wars, Derek? Uh, <laughs> uh, other other than that like you should buy this game it's fucking good i guess you should play fallen order first yeah i don't know is do you need to play fallen order like to get the story it's definitely more meaningful because it's like the first yeah. half of this game is definitely like putting the putting the band back together the, um, the story elements of this game hit harder if you've played fallen order but it is absolutely not necessary to have played it to understand what's going on in this game yeah, yes. and to have fun with the game. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It depends. If you really like story stuff, go back to play Fallen Order. If you could take it or leave it, don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, uh, totally worth it. Play this game. It's great. If you like the first Fallen Order, or the first Jedi Survivor... Wait, which one is this? This one's Survivor. This is Jedi Survivor. The first Jedi game? The first Jedi? I don't, I don't know how to in general? To Star Wars Jedi. Uh, the first Star Wars Jedi game, if you like the first one, you're going to like this because it's just better. It's just better in every way. I I think this is pretty much for everyone. Even people that don't like Souls-like, you turn it into story mode and it's a good story. It's fun. I recommend it. $70. Maybe you want to wait. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, It'll go on sale eventually. Like Fallen Order's been on sale several times and that is absolutely worth picking up you know at a disc at kind of any discounted price to be honest this game is absolutely worth full price yeah it's just a it's not 
it's not going to blow your mind. It's not going to probably won't win awards. I'd be surprised if it did. Um, It'll win something, but it's not going to win. Sure. No, I mean, it's not going to, it's not the, it's not the best game ever made, Uh, but uh, it is a really well constructed, just solid triple a gaming experience. And you, yeah, I mean, full price is, is totally worth it. I will say it has a lot of competition this year for game of the year. No, I know. Like, there's a ton of stuff coming out after this. Obviously, yeah. like, well, Tears of the Kingdom, and yep. this game might be kind of relegated to the dustbin of history compared to other things that yeah, are coming out. Yeah, it's later coming out in year. a banger year. But yeah, I would, I would grade this. It's like an eight out of ten game. I think it's a nine out of ten for me. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Um, Damn. it's I'm right there in that area too. Like it. Yeah. So I think that's going to do it for us here at Hidden Doors and High Scores. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, I'm Austin. I'm Garrett. And I'm Chris. You can find us at HDHS Gaming on all the social media platforms. Make sure to check us out on Twitch to see what we're playing and talking about. And come and join us on Discord. We hang out and play games there every night. We're always happy to have more gamers on the server. All those links will be in the show notes for this episode. And lastly, if you like this podcast, tell a friend, give us a rating. Uh, both of those really help us out, and we would really appreciate it. Okay, bye. Bye. I'm out. Let's go play Tears of the Kingdom. Bye.